Welcome to Dudes All Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1998's Velvet Goldmine, directed by Todd Haynes, starring Ewan McGregor, Jonathan, Jonathan Reese Myers, and Christian Bale. I need to slow down there, Dave. Right. Uh, <laughs> but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched uh, Dead Man from 1992. It was directed by Jim Jarmusch. Uh, this is a surrealistic Western with a really deep cast. Get ready, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp and Robert Mitchum are the main stars. Um, if you have not seen it, this is an underrated gem in the careers of everyone involved, including, you know, the the royal, you know, Mr. Mitchum. Um, it's streaming on Netflix right now, so go see it. I own this movie. I didn't know that. I don't like it either. I didn't know that either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been... 10 years since I've watched it, so maybe a revisit is in order, but... I think so, yes. I did not like this when I got it. Okay. It was was too slow. I don't think I was ready for this when I was watching it. Oh, that's possible, yeah. 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 So, okay, dead man. Right. (laughs) Yes. Oh, (laughs) cannot believe you brought that up. (laughs) I watched The Good Dinosaur. It was Pixar's movie Mm. that wasn't Inside Out last year. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, it's it's the lesser of the two, and the asteroid that destroys the dinosaurs misses Earth. Mm. So dinosaurs evolve, I guess. They maintain their physical forms, but I guess they're smart and learn agriculture and things like that. <laughs> Basically, the dinosaurs do people things, uh-huh. and the people are animals. All so right. uh, a kid, one of the kid dinosaurs is trying to catch a, a kid human because it's a vermin, and uh, <laughs> they get lost have to find their way back home and learn a lesson. It's not that great. So um, kids will like it. My son liked it. Uh, Way better Pixar movies out there. So don't don't bother with this one Mm. if you don't have to. I had a feeling that you watched it with your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now it's time to talk about Velvet Goldmine, which I did not watch with my son. Oh, thank God. So (laughs) Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Sure. Uh... So uh, this film uses the same framing device as Citizen Kane to tell the fictionalized story of glam rock in 1970s swinging London. Um, The characters we see are composite stand-ins for David Bowie, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, and Mark Boland, partly. Um, It also posits that, like, glam's death created this kind of gray world where beauty dies with it, and it it uses a ton of original music. Um, in the style of its inspiration, and it also uses, you know, like, glam, the the glam music that we know. Right. Um, And just like Gothic a few weeks ago, it's another, like, sexy cinematic world of which I desperately want to visit, you know? (laughs) So, (laughs) and and this is a VHS that I almost wore the hell out, too. Well, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, So, I mean, this movie is not talked about nearly enough for being one of the most inventive, like, visionary movies of all time, and it's a bold statement, I know, but I mean... Uh, I think a lot of it is because Todd Haynes' other movies are so much more famous, like I'm Not There, uh, Far From Heaven, and Safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all outstanding movies, but this one is actually my personal most enjoyable favorite. I, I really liked this movie. It Good. was great. Mm-hmm. I knew going in what it was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've told me, and I I read what it was about, yes. and it was way better than I expected it cool. to be. Cool. Which was awesome. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. That you said Citizen Kane. I mean, it's blatantly obvious that it's Citizen Kane's yes. structure. Yes. And I can't believe it had the balls to kind of do that. It even, like, copies scenes I know. from Citizen Kane. I know. But what's great about that <laughs> is in Citizen Kane, you're learning 
about Kane. Right. In this, you're you're learning about uh, Brian Slade, who's played by Jonathan Reese Myers. He's the Bowie stand-in. Yes. But you're not really learning about him. You're learning about the people he affected. That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, true. Um, Especially Christian Bale right. plays Arthur. Mm-hmm. He's the reporter He's trying Mr. to track Thompson. down the story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, you really find out about him. He grew up in the in London at that time, and right. the music really spoke to him because he was a closeted gay man in London at that time with right. conservative parents, mm-hmm. and had to sneak out uh, with a coat <sighs> on and then take it off so he could wear his glam clothing. <laughs> Uh, but he grew up with this and it was kind of his life. Like, I don't know how big you were into music or concerts or anything, oh, but yeah. when I was I into was music, too, like course. I would go and I would, it would just flow in my blood, yeah. you know? It was everything to you. Yeah. Right. When you're that age, it's everything. Yep. And then you go and see these bands and you have no care in the world. Nope. Like this is what the, this glam rock music meant to Christian Bale's character in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It's a celebration of like just what it means to actually be young because we don't know what it's like anymore to be young, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 past us now, but when you see stuff like this and you remember like how special it was to actually, you know, connect with something that like you're trying to figure out who you are. And then right. someone is is like giving your innermost thoughts through song, and that's why it means so much to you. Uh-huh. And I'm glad you brought up the scene where where he like goes out in his coat and like um, I mean, I just really love that they make him like he doesn't really connect with the other glam kids right away. Remember, he's right. like kind of standing on the outside of it. Yeah, he's looking across like the street at the people leaning yeah. all over there, like the group. Like, right. There's a bunch of cool kids, and he yeah. wants to hang out with them in his purple belly shirt that he put mm-hmm. on in secret. Um, but he just, you know, and that that's what real life is too. Like, like you wouldn't just immediately like fit in with these guys. Yeah, he wouldn't know? run up to these people and just be like, "Hey, guys." Right. Exactly. That's unrealistic, yep. man. Yep. He has that's... to like he has to work his way in somehow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and that's really portrayed well because it shows him make eye contact with one of the other yep. glam guys over there and right. he kinda like gives him this mean look, like yeah. like a mean mug. Like yeah. just like, who are you? I know, exactly. Who what is this? Doing? Who are Why you are you looking kidding? at me? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, hey, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's it's, go. Exactly. Cause because in real life it takes time. Even though eventually he does get to that point. Yes. Like that's kind of that is the opening of the movie, him right. going to the concert. Right. Um and the movie's about Brian Slade faking his own death on stage. Yes. And Christian Bale is at that concert, and that's kind of the beginning of the movie. He sees right. it all happen and uh, picks up later. Christian Bale has moved to the United States. Yeah, he's living he's in a, New York. He's a writer mm-hmm. in New York, just for a magazine, I guess, yep. or a newspaper, something like that. And he's kind of left that life behind. Mm-hmm. And really, the movie goes into him trying to find the true story of why Brian Slade did this, you know fake death and uh, you learn all about Christian Bale during it. Right. And you he he looks back on his life and you can see he kind of like he doesn't regret it but he misses his old like how his life yeah. used to be just like just like anyone who grows up, you know? Like right. like man, I wish I could just go hang out like all day and of you course. know go to concerts and movies or whatever yeah. with my friends, but no, now I'm in this job and I miss the good old days. Yep. Mm-hmm. He'd give anything to just have like just one moment of that, of that special time in his life back. Um, and it's sort of beautifully illustrated. Like, and it's not something I, I even realized until you brought it up of, of like the, the, yeah, it mirrors citizen Kane, but then it takes it a little further by making Mr. Thompson, the main character almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, this movie is about 
Christian Bale's realizing who he is and mm-hmm. then um, trying to reconcile it against what he sees now. Um, because the whole thing with, with Brian Slade faking his own death is that he, 10 years later, when we catch back up with Christian Bale as an adult, who's now trying to like, you know, being a journalist and trying to find this story mm-hmm. on the death of Brian Slade. Um, you know, we, we, we see that, uh, and it's not really, I, I'm not giving anything away as far as the ending. You kind of know right away that this Tommy Stone um, is, is Brian Slade. Um, right, this new artist. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it, he's like the biggest artist uh, in the world. He's a, he's a huge star, um, but his music and the world we see is this kind of Reaganite, um, you know, dystopia almost. Mm-hmm. Um, just just kind of like bland pop music, and that doesn't really mean anything. And it's not glam, you know. It's mm-hmm. not fabulous. And it's not. Uh, There's no message or no. movement behind it, really. No. I guess. And, and it's and everybody and whatever whatever sensibilities glam had is totally laid waste. Yeah. Um. You know, no, nobody's wearing glitter eye makeup anymore. No. Um, uh, what What is the music that? What's his name? Tony Slade. Tony, the the new guy. Uh, Tommy Stone. Tommy Stone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The music that he's making compared to Brian Slade. Right. It's doesn't have anything to it it's just I'm pablum assuming. yeah People it's just wallpaper. listen to it yeah. right yeah it's 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 top 40 bullshit yep. that yep. doesn't matter right exactly um i yeah i'm sure there's the legions of fans oh you know? and, and it has it yeah i mean yeah. Th- those are those are the ones that sell records of mm-hmm. course well i'm you know what i'm feeling like i'm kind of contradicting myself now though because oh. they have all these legions of fans i mean this music means something to those people of course it does know? And, and I mean, and, and that's kind of, I guess, the uh, a music snob, like uh, like like what I the, the speech I just made of like looking down on everybody for right. liking this. Yeah, it does mean something to somebody else, but it, it just I guess it feels less special because we're not seeing it through Arthur's eyes. Right. And especially when Arthur calls him out. Um, yeah. He, you can tell he's hurt kind of. Oh, he's yeah. sad. He's mm-hmm. like, this is what right. has become of my idol. Right. He was his world, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I, I yeah exactly it was his world it, it was his whole life it was what he was kind of basing his whole like upbringing on or mm-hmm. his whole identity on was 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 what this music was supposed to mean to him and and then also of course Tommy Stone is not admitting that he's Brian Slade right but um, you know he is. but he know, but you know obviously he is and they use a different actor than Jonathan Rhys Myers to portray Tommy Stone right uh, but. Emily Wolf's still with him, right? Yes, she's still she's like the the manager or right. something. Like, she's she's vaulted over yeah. Eddie Izzard and is now like you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Eddie Izzard, man. Yeah, we should. This guy, what a performance! Um, <laughs> he's so perfect for this role. Anyone who doesn't know who Eddie is, Izzard is, he's famous for being a, a stand-up comic. Yes. from London, mm-hmm. a, a gay man, a, yes. a cross-dressing, a cross-dressing man. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. Is he gay? I'm I don't a, know if I don't he's know gay if he in real gay, life. But he was cross-dressing, sure. right. and that was his big. Rocket the fame was oh he's right. a hilarious cross dressing man, mm-hmm. but he's he's moved over into acting and has done some good stuff and he's solid in everything he does. This movie he plays the the manager uh-huh. uh, who gets Brian Slade big, and he's perfect as like the in the role he's like a cigar chomping showbiz veteran um, who like just the, the the kind of what what you think of in the seventies he's like Peter Grant you know like mm-hmm. like Led Zeppelin's manager mm-hmm. um, and when he challenges brian's manager like he just steals him away from him and he, yeah. he says like i can make you a star and brian's other manager says and just how do you propose to do that he says i will tell you sir when you pin me 
and he mm-hmm. challenges him to a an arm, to a, to wrestling, an arm match. wrestling match. It's so good. That is that is so perfect. I just love it. I I know that's not exactly how it probably went down, but but just the fact that he would challenge someone to a, an arm wrestling match right. for the right to represent he, this guy. And he that's just saying like I'm not even going to tell you how exactly. I'm going to do it because you're nothing. You're small time bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. And his hairdo is great, oh, man. Oh, man, it Look, sure is. And his clothes. He, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks like he should be in Austin Powers. Like this I know. Guy. He, yeah, exactly. And I mean, this is London in 1970. He's a so swinger. it's pretty close, man. And, he, <laughs> you know, he's, what, in his 30s? He's yeah. 40 almost in yeah, the movie? Right. Yeah, he's he's hanging on to that <laughs> swinging 60s, man. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um. The we we, we kind of move past the opening credits with the kids running down the street. Yes, um, it perfectly sets the mood for this movie. I um, agree, it, and it's with Brian Eno playing in the background, and and this is just right after we we we've seen like the old Miramax logo with the skyline, which oh, is just man. such a welcome sight. I haven't you know? seen that in ages. Oh man, it just harkens back to a better time. You know, Miramax put out some great stuff. It sure did. Um, and then the thing with Oscar Wilde as the imp- as the inspiration for glam rock. Okay, it's very interesting to me. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I you need to go ahead because I was gonna say what what is this? <laughs> I don't get it. The uh, the movie opens with like an alien ship. Yeah. Delivering a child to to a family in Dublin. Yeah. And it it's Oscar Wilde. Right. And there's this green gemstone. Yes. Yeah, we can little... talk, we'll talk about the gemstone, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But uh. MacGuffin in the movie is yeah. this little bauble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, no one's trying to really get it. No, or you're anything, right. That's true. But I mean, it, it's like. Well, actually, it, they but, are. I mean, because because Brian Slade like steals it from Jack Ferry at one point. Remember? He stole it. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, he no. makes out with Jack Ferry, and, and Jack had it like you know hanging from his ear on a on a on. Yeah, on yeah, ring. yeah. And, and Brian stole it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know he stole it. Yeah. I just thought it was being passed down because because oh, okay. it's kind of like. That's the the torch being passed yes. to the next leader of this glam movement, right? You know, <laughs> right. like it starts with Oscar Wilde. <laughs> well, and I guess it may. I mean, when they, then it kind of it just it does the whole Oscar Wilde sequence is very short. But like after he's delivered to this nunnery or whatever, um, like he's little Oscar Wilde is in school and yeah, he's um <laughs> like. They're asking him what they want to be when yeah. they grow up. <laughs> and the one's like, I want to be a farmer. And then the other, and then they get to Oscar Wilde. He's like, I want to be a pop idol <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in 1854. I know. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just, it, it's kind of like, like understanding that, the, that like, like where did these sensibilities of like trans, uh, like, like transgender or like androgynous uh, fabulousness come from? It uh-huh. probably came from Oscar Wilde. That's probably the genesis of it. Yeah. Would be the writing yeah. of Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. You know, um, openly gay man in, in the 1800s who didn't give a fuck. Right. You know? And the, the funny thing about it is because it's so out of place from everything <laughs> else in the movie. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Ziggy Stardust does. I don't think of Oscar Wilde when I'm thinking of Ziggy Stardust. I don't I mean, either, but I, I guess they're connected. I guess, and that's kind of. I mean, it's kind of a bullshit through line. I guess. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not bad. It's right, just yeah. kind of there. It's just it's something that that's just part of the. They scenery. make you think of it. Yeah. And so, like this green gemstone, I, the aliens gave glam rock to Earth yeah. as a gift. Yeah. Is that what this is? And that's why Maxwell Demon is from another planet. Is 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 you ah, know okay, because yeah, yeah it, it's it, whatever he's selling is not of this world. You know, gotcha. this is part of a, of a of a world full of you know like like um, beauty and 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 mm-hmm. uh, and sex and and you know great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this movie is quite. I mean, it's it's pretty unique. I mean, it oh, is, yeah. and it's out there, and it's, yeah, there's nothing it's, quite like it, it's, really. It, yeah, it's. I mean, we follow this story generally, but it's shown through like just. Random scenes throughout time, Citizen Kane, you know, yes, go jump, looking jump back time, and right? telling stories mm-hmm. about the person, but also like music videos like mixed in. I know, which is great. Yeah, it, it, re- it reminded me a lot of Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yes, the same, uh, which yeah. came out later, right, but right, uh, it's the same style yep. almost with minus the Citizen Kane. Right. You know, Hedvig didn't have any Citizen <laughs> right. Kane, really. Yeah, James Cameron Mitchell, John he, Cameron Mitchell didn't do that. He but, told yeah. stories of his past, but yeah. um, it yeah. wasn't. Other people telling no. this story about a long lost man, a great man, <laughs> <laughs> America's number one citizen, exactly. <laughs> and boss Jim Gettys knows all. Do- <laughs> um, Here at Xanadu, <laughs> did Kubla Khan a stately pressure dome? <laughs> Glam rock will survive. Oh man, now I want like oh, oh yeah. yeah, I want that opening Citizen Kane thing, but with all about Brian Slade and Glam Rock. Yeah, that would dude. be something, man. And yeah. but they even do that actually in this movie after the opening credits. They do a little bit of a of a Citizen Kane like short documentary dissolved into the newsroom where Christian Bale is. Really? I mean, that's I mean, kind I, of how it is. I guess I just wasn't I mean, I was paying attention, but yeah. I didn't think about it. I yeah. mean, yeah. I guess it does. I, I just realized it. It was like, yeah, that, that's kind of how, I mean, because like you see like the BBC is doing some kind of like, you know, feature on, on like, you know, these, these children are doing such and such, right, and, you know, yeah. what, what is, what is this about? And they, they asked the man on the street and he's, and the, the old lady says, uh, London is improving. And, and mm-hmm. the, the, the dude is not having any of it. Right. He's just like, he says, I got it written down here. All ponced up like a bunch of bleeding woofters. <laughs> 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 now that is a British sentence. Yes, it's <laughs> no, no doubt, dude. Um, I apologize to any listeners across the pond, exactly, but man, dude. you cannot deny. No, no one in America is saying no, that. That that's of your of y'all's speech, and I, and I, I I love to hear it too. Yeah. Um, and then you know I I think Kurt Wilde is even interviewed in the documentary. Right. That's um, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor's mm-hmm. character. Um, and he, you know, he, he's not, he, he doesn't really like, like the way these kids are going around doing what they're doing. Um, but he, he's not like against it like this, the woofter guy is, but he's like saying that these kids are just, um, maybe kids like Arthur Christian Bale's character are not really seeing it for what it is. And maybe they're, they're, they're not really recognizing it and maybe they're not really bisexual. Right. They're just pretending to be. Cause that's the hot thing right now. Right. Um, which is fine i mean i'm sure that most of the, a lot of the kids who were who were like kind of carrying on that way were just doing it because they were just pissed off at their parents oh yeah i knew some people who told me they were gay and sure they they weren't yeah i mean it turned out they weren't they were just going through a phase yep mm-hmm. right it does it does happen where people like will self-identify as something but they're not really inside they're just they're just pretending they're trying to find out who they are exactly you know right and the only way to do that i guess is to just experiment some yeah so um there, there's a great scene of christian bale when mm-hmm. my it might be my favorite thing in the movie when he first sees um i guess it's Brian Slade or Kurt Wilde on the TV talking about being gay or someone on the TV is talking about being gay it's Brian Slade and and Christian Bale is sitting there watching the TV with his parents behind him and then it sh- cuts to the TV we're right up on the TV then right. it cuts back and Christian Bale is standing up, screaming and shouting and jumping, pointing at the TV. That's me. That's me. That's, like yep. super happy, like yelling uh-huh. at his parents and they're just dead staring at him. Yep. And it cuts back to the TV and then cuts back to the room and he's still sitting there watching. It's just like this brief 10 second fantasy he yes. has about 
telling his parents how he is right. and that he's happy about it and he wants them to be happy for him no matter what. I love that scene too, man. It's um, amazing. I know. And then the other scene of him at home that it, it's it's a lot more heartbreaking and not triumphant like that mm-hmm. one is. Yeah. Is um I think you know what I'm talking about where he's like um he's caught by his father. Yeah. Uh it's it's just I it just tears you up when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um Christian Bale is um well Kurt Kurt Wilde that's Ewan McGregor's character as we said and and Brian and Slater they're perform the Kurt Wilde Kurt Wilde and Brian Slater are performing they're they're doing this they're, they're doing this concert and Arthur Christian Bale's character is uh pleasuring himself to like stills of the concert that is in this trade magazine yeah and then and you're like they're 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 cutting back between the concert and Christian Bale like you know kind of in you know, he, it's, he's, it's not the concert. It's the after party orgy. Well, that's going on too. Okay. So it, it's all it's three. three things. Oh, yeah, okay, three okay, things okay. are happening okay. at the same time. Um, and but it's building this tension. Yes. And there's this like kind of, uh, this pulsating music. It's and, foreboding. Right. And you know, something's about to happen. And then his father walks in on him and he hits him and shames him for doing what he's doing. And he's just standing there with his pants down, like, and he's, and the father actually says, you bring shame to this house. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like that's a filthy, shameful thing you're doing. Um, and Christian Bale is really touching in the scene. He's just bawling his eyes out like yeah. a little kid uh, because he is. He's still, I mean, he's a kid. You yeah. Know, and, and, and he's no older than he's 16 18 at right, the most. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably high school, 16 right. or 17. Yeah. yeah. Just a teenager. And he, he's, he's like just doing what teenage kids do in the privacy of their room. And, you know, uh, narrow-minded parents who do this to their children and destroy them mentally. Um, like to, to just see it played out this way. It's, it's, it gets me every time I see it. Yeah. It was pretty touching. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a good way. Touching. No, it, exactly. It, you you really feel for this. Affecting. Uh, yeah. Affecting. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Christian Bale. I think, I mean, everyone is great in this movie, but <laughs> yeah. I think I liked his performance the best. Okay. Just because, He's the guy we're relating to, kind of, you yeah, know? Yeah, Even though, you know, not being a gay man like that, uh-huh. I can still relate to how he's feeling oppressed and not understood, yeah. especially by your parents. Yeah, of course. Uh, everyone can do that. Yep. It doesn't matter who you are, uh, if you're a man or a woman. Right. Uh, Christian Bale's performance really delivers. Oh, totally, man. And he was, th- th- this was, I-, I guess, I mean, him, Ewan McGregor, Jonathan Reese Myers, and Tony Collette, who we haven't talked about yes. yet. Yes. I mean, they are, every one of them is important to this movie, and they were all young and hungry at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're really going for it. What, what is this, like Ewan McGregor's like second movie or something? It's, it's the second, I, I mean, it, yeah. Right after Trainspotting well, I guess, or something? I mean, he had already done Shallow Grave, I guess, a few years back okay. before that. But like, yeah, this is like, what, third or fourth movie? Yeah, and what you know? he's doing in this movie is mm-hmm. insane. Right. Um, let's just get it out of the way now. There's a scene where he <laughs> takes his pants off on stage and... Gives everyone a helicopter. <laughs> and, uh, yep, you see it all. He was showing his dick a lot back then. Yeah, he really was. I mean, he liked to do that. Yeah, because, <laughs> I, I mean, he had a he had a nice looking, he had a big, strong dick. It was going. It was just like, I'm going to take my pants off and, and, and wave <laughs> it around. And, I mean, okay, and go back. Everybody, if, if you just go on YouTube and look up some, like, Stooges videos from like 1970. Yeah. And watch, and then watch the, this scene in Velvet Goldmine. Ewan McGregor is Iggy Pop, 
Like, yep. I mean, I, I it's not even mimicry. He just is exactly. this guy. It you is know? him. Yes. I mean, the way he's carrying on on stage, with, with like his whole forearm is down his leather pants and he's got no shirt on and mm-hmm. he's like dumping glitter on his chest. Um, yeah. Oh, man. He's amazing <laughs> in this movie. Very good. Just magnetic. And, and let's not forget Jonathan Reese Myers, <laughs> the pretty much the main character of the movie. It, it make, makes you want to believe. He is. Yeah, like, exactly. He's yeah. the citizen. He's the Kane. He's, he's Charles Foster yeah. Kane. Yes. He's amazing. <laughs> he is phenomenal. He was born to play Brian Slade. I can't, I can't remember anything else he's been in. Well, I saw him in uh, uh, the the movie Titus. It was it was based on Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. Yeah, and he won a Golden Globe back in two thousand five in a TV movie where he played Elvis Presley. Okay, so um, and he was in Bend It Like Beckham. Okay, he was the coach who she right. falls in love with, and all right, uh, yeah. okay, and I mean he's a. Man, he's a he's a he's a gorgeous, you know. I mean, he is photogenic and he looks like a rock star. Um, yeah. I mean, with the blue hair or the long hair or all the fl- you know, like all the the flowing clothes and everything. I mean, he is this guy. He is Brian Slade slash Maxwell Demon. Mm-hmm. And and all the actors, they're doing most of their own singing in the movie. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Yes. That's amazing. Because you brought this up on an old episode when we talked about movie music. Yes. Uh, you said it was one of your favorite soundtracks. This and, is the best soundtrack yeah. of all time for me. I mean, it's I, awesome. I, I can't, I mean, the music in this movie, yeah. Uh, well, because originally the movie was supposed to be a, a biopic about David Bowie, really. Yeah. And David Bowie said, no way. You're, right. I, I don't like this. Right. Uh, you can't use my music. I don't want anything to do with you. Right. So they turned it into the uh, fiction. <laughs> and good choice. It was, it was a great awesome. choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they wrote all these original songs in the styling of these artists. I know that are just as good. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I, it, it's it's this amazing like achievement in uh, like that that no one talks about. I, I I don't hear about this movie ever. Like just at, at least in. Like Collider or or AV Club or anything like that. I mean, like they they just don't reference it like they should. Yeah, and and this is from a famous director with famous actors in it. Ewan McGregor has had one of the best careers of any actor of the last you know forty years. I know, and I mean he he does movies with Kate Blanchett all the time. That's right. Like, yeah, right. she was, and then she was nominated for an Oscar in his latest movie, Carol. That's right. Like he he's not talked about. No, I know <laughs> it's 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 really weird. I I he's one of the one of the most um, like innovative filmmakers, um, and and I I I really think this one is at least for me. Like I said, if people don't think it's his best, I understand, and I'll, I'll listen to your argument. But for me, I don't find any of them more enjoyable than I do this one. This is a a really fun movie. Yeah, the, yeah. The music alone is just it's just awesome. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like you know when like Richard Linklater does mo- like Days oh, to Confused man. or yes. something. Yes, of course. Like. It's it you get it's got that vibe, man. Right. You feel like you're in that era yep. and living that. Yep, it's and, fun. And I wasn't. I mean, we weren't there in nineteen in in nineteen seventy four. You know, London Mm-mm. with with glam rock. We, what we, it, I I could swear I was. You feel I mean, like it exactly. I I I feel like I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know uh, the other thing too with like Citizen Kane stuff. I I just kind of wrote down like the 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 um 
I guess the the four things I noticed about Citizen, like we uncovered one just in our talking about like the the whole you know we we fade from the documentary into this, and then it's actually turning the Citizen Kane narrative on its ear by right. making Mr. Thompson the main character. Yeah, um, all the camera tricks and setups, a lot of those are like direct homages, you know, right from the movie. Okay, um, and then uh, like jumping between eras without any warning sometimes, yep. um, and then like Tony Collette when when we're we're introduced to her. I mean, she is like sitting in the bar in, in the bar, right? She is yep. Marion Davies slash Susan Alexander. I mean, it's and it's I got to tell you too the hallmark of Tony Collette's talent that she, as an Australian, she's able to pull off first of all a flawless American accent, and then add a bad British accent on top of it. Wow, I that's mean, true. Amazing. How how is, how is she doing this? You know, I didn't know she was Australian. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I yep. thought she was British. Oh, you did? Because okay, I've seen her yeah. do an accent so many times. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. She, she's she's just, she's a great, great actress. Another one who is, you know, like, not kind of lauded like she should be. I've only seen her in a few things, but, okay. like, this is definitely the best one I've seen her in. Like, right. This is her best performance I've seen. She's born to play Mandy, just like just like Jonathan Rhys Myers is born to play Brian mm-hmm. Slate. Yep. And she's in a shitty little club by herself, boozy and kind of hostile. Uh-huh. You know, just like, uh, you know, exactly. <laughs> Susan and Alexander was. Exactly, Cade, <laughs> <Yep>. man. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't want to talk to Arthur, but you know, there's, she eventually like caves in. Uh, yeah. You know what? Tony Collette looks like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Does she really? Or, or vice versa, if you want to say. Okay. That's fine. I, I couldn't pin it for so long. And I was like, that's, that's it. Okay. That's what it is. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, she, and, and just, just like her other three co-stars, I mean, she, she was, you know, young and beautiful at the time and, you know, like really going after something and, and, and I, I swear it, it, it's just refreshing to think that, like you know, as as young actors, they they were they were in something interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 weren't in like they, she she could have played Julia Roberts' best friend in something. You know, she could have yeah, just taken the she money. Done and, that. You know, uh, yeah, okay, fine. Instead, she's in Velvet. She could have been a, a a bridesmaid extra. Or, exactly, not an extra. She, an extra with the, lines. It, right. She would. She could have had ten <laughs> lines in a, in, a, in a crappy uh you know romantic comedy in the states. Instead, she decides to work with Todd Haynes about seventies glam rock. Great stuff. You know, she's an artist. Um, there's a there's some weird like or, yeah obviously this movie has a lot of weird stuff in it <laughs> right. uh weird choices and just yep. everything but there's a scene when there's like a circus like like they're in a ring of a circus yes. surrounded by men in suits yes. like asking questions uh-huh do you know what this scene's all about uh, do you remember what i'm talking about yes i do they're kind of almost interrogating uh-huh. jonathan reese myers about it if you watch todd haynes earlier movies like poison um, he was big into like the surreal and yeah. um, I, I, I know that I've heard him talk about how he's been influenced by, by the work of uh, like the novelist of Jean Genet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go right back and like read a lot of Genet's stuff, there's a lot of this kind of stuff in his, okay. in his books. Um, just kind of these like surrealistic flights of, uh, of nonsense that, that, that have meaning in the story, mm-hmm. but, but you're not as the reader or the viewer kind of like immediately familiar with, it's like, why is this here? Right. Like I knew it was trying to get something across and right. I mean, um, you could tell like, if you, unless you're an idiot, you wouldn't be right. like, why is this in the movie? <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very surrealistic representation of some kind of meaning they're trying to get across. Yeah. I couldn't get it. I'm, I think maybe it's like the the system is trying to put them down, but they're not going to. It's all men in suits, yeah. white men in suits, and they're all kind of like they're they're amused by the things that Brian is saying, but they're also judgmental of them as well. Yeah, 
and um, they they go silent when uh, Kurt Wilde uh, gets up on the podium with Brian Slade, and they have that toast. He says, "Can I raise a glass to the loveliest man in Europe?" Mm-hmm. And then there's a close up of of Kurt, of uh, Ewan McGregor and Jonathan Rhys Meyers uh, kissing, and that's when all the men in suits just go dark. Okay. They, they, they they've been like and and there's no music on the on the soundtrack. It's just like these two faces like interlocked, because now it's unacceptable. Okay, you know. Yep. But not for Todd Haynes. They, they don't find that amusing. Exactly. Those people. It's gone too far. Yep. You know, n- n- we can't just laugh at the at the guy in makeup anymore, uh, at the clown. Right. Um, oh, my God, he's kissing another man. Yeah. You know. I guess you could also read it as they don't really care. Like, and that's mm. nothing else in the world exists in that moment. Because oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, leading up to that, um, I can see your point uh-huh. that you just brought up being right. more accurate as to what they're trying to do. Okay. But, yeah, I think you could read it multiple ways. Like and that that's what a great movie like this does. Oh yeah. You know? Different interpretations, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it could mean both. I right. mean, it, it still works. Exactly. <laughs> it, whatever it meant to the viewer the, who saw it. Yeah. Just like the music <sighs> that they're talking about. <laughs> right. It means something different to everyone. Yep, the fabulous glam rock. Oh man. yeah, baby. You, you can't get enough. And this <laughs> music, man. I could not stop singing this. <laughs> Well, and, and I know that I'm like 20th century boy in my head, 24 <laughs> seven. And uh, I, I, I actually have the, the, I mean, cause I, I listened, I told you about how I, I wore out the VHS. I, I, I wore out the CD too with the oh, soundtrack. Yeah? I mean, wow. I just, I, I, I mean, I, it's still in my truck somewhere, I'm sure. And I can still, <laughs> I can still play it, but I mean, I just, uh, I listened to it as, as often as I could. And unfortunately not all of the songs made it to the soundtrack. Oh really? I um, hate when that happens. That sucks. I know. Um, or when they release three separate soundtracks. I know. Come on. I know that that's that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, luckily that didn't happen. I you know. Uh, but the 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 great thing about the CD was when you opened it up, it was the same as the uh, Maxwell Demon album. It had naked Jonathan Reese Myers. Oh in really? It. <laughs> on that's a red awesome. quilt. That's awesome. <laughs> I opened it up in the store. I was like, oh shit. You know. <laughs> You felt like Christian Bale when I he was did. in the record Completely, store. Exactly. And they were like, you know, you're fucking sick. You know that, you know, <laughs> I, I liked that part of the movie in that scene because Christian Bale actually, they say something about like, oh, he's like a wanker or something yes, like uh-huh. talking about the right. artist. He's a uh, poof that one. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Brian Slade and Christian Bale says, no, he's not mm-hmm. something. He defends him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Even though. He knows he's going to get a lot of shit for that. Yes. He kind of says it non-forcefully, kind of like, no, he's not. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm going to get yelled at for that, and I can't (laughs) believe I just said it. But it's really good. It's really sincere how he says it. Like, you guys are wrong, man. Like, you're hurting my feelings here doing that. Yeah. It's a bunch of kind of like rugby guys kind of, you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) It's the the jocks. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not going to be, you know, Brian Slade fans. Nope. Um, uh, <sighs> Maybe closeted. Oh, yeah. They yeah. probably are listening to him. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, like, who doesn't listen to Bowie, man? It's, I mean, like, a- after people grow up, they, they, they do. Yeah, exactly. I guess they, so, they yeah. They admit to it. I never yeah. listened to him. I mean, honestly, now I haven't really listened to him a whole lot. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of his stuff because right. it's everywhere. And it's, right. it's great. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, like, I, I know, get your point. Like, you grow up and you don't like stuff just because. Yep. That's not your social group. Right. 
Um, and if you do like it, you don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> until you're older and realize, well, that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, people was, acting like that. It was so silly that that I didn't admit to to liking something. I remember I when I told my brother I liked rap. Uh huh. Um, sure. He reciprocated with me, and we just. I think at that moment, we both realized it doesn't matter what music you listen to. No one cares. You became men in that moment. Yes. 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 We were leaving our townhouse <laughs> in my car, and I told him that. Right. I like rap. <laughs> um, can we talk about, like, um, as far as Tommy Stone, like, at the end, you know, the, the what Brian turns right. into. Brian Slade becomes him. Yes. Unofficially. Right. Is Kurt Wilde in on the cover-up? And he's being muscled by, like, Tommy's handlers. Is that what's going on? That's not what I got. Okay. I got that he knows, uh-huh. but he's not, he's just not saying anything. Okay. Because I guess he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they were a thing. Mm-hmm. They have something special. Yes. And it gets ruined. Yes. And he's just, that's what happened. That's right. how it played out, and he's not even worried about it. Okay. He knows, mm-hmm. just because he so intimately knows Brian Slade. Right. That he knows that that's him. Right. But he's just, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's moved on. It's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, I, I, I will accept that. I, it, it was, it's been something that's kind of been bothering me ever since I, I first saw it because I didn't really understand it. But I mean, if, if that's how you perceived it, that, that's, that's probably what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Awesome. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Well, I want to do one more. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we, we did a dude ask. Um, we, we asked the internet to, oh, to provide. For, yeah, to get Ken Russell's The Devil's Uncut. Yes. I, I want to I make one more request of our listeners. Okay. Um, this is about Todd Haynes. Um, we need a copy of Todd Haynes' little scene movie, uh, Superstar, The Karen Carpenter Story. Um, it's made entirely with Barbie dolls. And it's another movie that I've always wanted to see, but it was spiked by Karen Carpenter's brother, Richard. And now apparently can't be found anywhere. Really? So help us. Okay, wow. Yeah. This might be harder to get than the devils. I think it will be, yeah. Um, Because they do screen that... They, um, somewhere every in, yes. every other decade or something <laughs> right. like they they do there yes. is a copy in england somewhere yes exactly and it's being passed around the 111 know. minute cut yes i think that's what it is but uh, yeah let's un- get that one unfortunately yeah i don't think the same thing is happening with superstar probably not uh and and uh, there, there's a there's a, a a part in the in velvet goldmine that i was really Unless you're, I guess, a big Todd Haynes person, you wouldn't, like, the, you remember when they were playing, that little yeah, girl's yeah. playing Barbies? Yeah, I loved that scene. Yeah, it's just a tribute to Superstar. Yeah, I read about that later. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, I was like, that's cool. It's that's such cool. a cool... I thought it was a great scene, so too. So did I. I know. I was like, it makes sense. I get it. Yep. That is awesome. And he puts and it the... fits with this movie. And it's like, instead of having Ewan McGregor and Jonathan Rhys Meyers, um, like, say this dialogue, he puts it in the in the mouth of a kid taking these two dolls that are dressed up like Kurt Wilde and Brian Slade. Right. It's so cool, man. It's great. It's a great choice. And it's like, how would you even, like, think to put that in there? And he just does, you know? Whatever, whatever, whatever's and, the uh, most artistic flourish, he just gets it. And there's great meaning in there, too. Like, yes. just like... These two plastic hollow men right. are like finally together and they mean something. Yeah. And also having the child say this dialogue is like, <laughs> that's that like these men are like kind of like man childs almost yeah. oh, they like are. living yeah. in these right. fantasy worlds. Yes. Like just like this kid is with yep. the dolls. Like it's a great choice to do this. Right. 
Because, yeah, like a rock star is a man child. Pretty much. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's just arrested <laughs> adolescence, you know, these this people. Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, it was my other favorite, like, it's it's one of the, I think, the most beautifully shot and lit scenes in, in, in the movie is um, is when, like, 12-year-old Jack Ferry puts on the lip gloss early in the movie. That's good. And he's just, like, looking out the window, and he just, mm-hmm. like, he, he, he this kid, whoever this kid was, he has this perfect, like lip action that he does where he just parts his lips a little bit and shows his teeth mm-hmm. and it's just it's this really nice smile and it's like and it's just glitter you know it's in the, it's supposed to be in the 1950s <laughs> like right. little jack ferry a uh, jack ferry by the way is this guy played by michael westmoreland who's just like this weird um kind of figure that, that goes through the movie with the other yeah. characters he's around and he's an inspiration he's like a to famous people. like glam rocker guy yeah, pre right. brian mm-hmm. slade's bust out or exactly yeah just yeah like, He's kind of like, yeah, he's like there. Um, he was he was like an innovator in, yes. the, in the London scene, I'm yes. assuming. Right. And he's kind of a, a hodgepodge, just like all the characters, like a hodgepodge of like various things. And um, they, they even like, I think they attribute some of like Lou Reed's uh, like upbringing to him too. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of my, it's one of my favorite things in the movie. And it's just a, a really short, like 10 second sequence that, that's just so wonderfully done. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And great movie overall. Absolutely. So Dave, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody. And look, I, I mean, I, I, I can't tell. Like, if, if I Velvet Goldmine is like, I have seen this movie. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. And if if you just like, if you enjoy music, if if you just like music, just see the movie and forget everything else we said. Just just see it and and like. And and enjoy. Oh my God! I can't even I talk. Mean, I can't even you, talk. You it's can amazing even, movie. You can just turn it on and listen to it. Of course, and it'd still be awesome to be played at maximum volume, just like Maxwell but, Demon's record said. Yep, that's yep. how the movie opens. It <laughs> says right. you should play this at maximum volume. <laughs> right. It's Rock so and roll, cool. man. I know, man. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why we even do. Would you recommend it anymore? <laughs> you can get a sense how we feel usually. You can usually. I yeah. Don't know. I There's think been a I, few unpredictable. Yeah. Ones, you know. I think I surprise you. Yeah. And I think sometimes you surprise me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. But yeah, I would recommend this. And Dave said, like, if you like music, listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not really that big into musicals. Like, but mm-hmm. this isn't a musical no. really. It's a story about music. Right. Music surrounds it. Like, it's a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And even yes. with the music videos and <laughs> weird shit like that, it is still amazing. Like, yep. This is a great movie, and everyone should watch this movie. Absolutely, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, that wraps up the show. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the show in iTunes, rate it, review it, but most of all, share it with the other social deviants out there. <laughs> Christian Bale, number one, share it with him. Um, <laughs> if you don't have iTunes... <laughs> You can get us anywhere else you can find a podcast. I hope you know know how to use the internet by now, <laughs> so you probably do. Or go to dudesonmovies.com. Find everything you need right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and, you know, everybody knows what to do when you go to Facebook and Twitter. Just like our page or follow us. And, and uh, you know, drop us a line, too, at uh, our email address, uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh, talk us, talk to us about how much you love Velvet Goldmine, just yeah. like we do. Just talk about music, man. Yep. This this week you get a free pass to talk about music That's instead right. of movies. That's right, exactly. We or, will accept. Or that. what's your favorite musical? Movie music? Tell yes. us. We want to know. I am a fan of musicals. I know Scott isn't, but I am a huge musical person. So uh, you know, if you want to talk about musicals, maybe we can convince. We can. Uh, uh, you know, like, yeah, we could try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll work on Scott. All right. So now here's the big news, folks. 
As you heard in the last episode, Dudes on Demand is back mm-hmm. this June. That's right. So we're taking listener requests from all of you people out there. So get on Facebook and give us a request. Get on Twitter. Give us a request. Email us a request. Dave just told you the address, so rewind and listen to that address again. <laughs> I'm really pumped up on this because the last <laughs> time we did Dudes on Demand, it was awesome, it man. Was. It was so much fun. Yep. We enjoyed like just the engagement with listeners. Yeah, so so even if we don't do your movie, we will uh, keep it in the back pocket, mm-hmm. and we might do it another time. Yep. So, yeah, stay tuned next week to hear us do 2007's The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. <laughs> Directed by <laughs> Seth Gordon. Uh, this is about people trying to be the best at Donkey Kong. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, tune in, everybody. This is a hell of a movie. Thanks for listening to Dudes on Movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Next time.